Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Hey, this is David Schultz, audio producer here at Bloomberg Law. Just wanted to let you know we've created a couple new ways for you to interact with us. If you have feedback on this episode or any of our other podcasts, please give us a call and leave us a voicemail at 703-341-3690. That's 703-341-3690. We might just use your comments in a future episode. You can also reach out to us by email at podcast at bloomberglaw.com or on Twitter, at BLaw. We would love to hear your thoughts. The United States of America is not united at all about coal. Some states hate it, some states really, really like it, and as we'll discuss on today's Parts Per Billion, the ones that like it are taking the ones that hate it to court. Hello, and welcome back once again to Parts Per Billion, the environmental podcast from Bloomberg Law. So we've talked a lot on this podcast about the energy transition that's been happening in the U.S. and globally the past few years. The price of wind and solar are going way down, and that, along with a glut of natural gas, is making it hard for coal to remain a viable source of fuel at America's power plants. That's the narrative that most people within the energy industry accept. But a few states, the ones that rely heavily on coal mining for jobs and tax revenue, have a different narrative. Coal isn't dying, it was killed. And the culprits are the neighbors of these coal mining states. Trip Baltz is a correspondent for Bloomberg Law based out of Denver, and he recently wrote about how these coal-producing states, states that also happen to have Republican governors, are filing lawsuits against their blue state neighbors, essentially accusing them of committing coal-blooded, premeditated murder against the coal industry. I spoke to Tripp recently and asked him, what's going on there? I think there's two things going on there that might explain why. This is a very big coal-producing region uh, historically uh, and continues to be uh, on some levels. Uh, But it's also uh, these states... um, the states that are sort of more in the blue uh, column, as you say it, are very interested in uh, moving more uh, aggressively into renewables. Uh, and um, they also have largely switched out of coal-fired power uh, to to natural gas over the last 10, 10 to 20 years. Yeah, and I mean, this fight does sort of mirror where politics in general has been going in the country for the last couple decades, where blue states go off and do their own thing and red states do something different. But in this case, it sounds like the red states are basically saying, blue states, you have an obligation to buy uh, power 
from us to buy coal fired power from us. Is that their argument here? Yeah, you know, it does sound that way. It's a, it's an interesting thing and I would say that it's a good point that you know states go different ways, but we haven't seen them tilt at one another like this. Um, there, you know, the, the desire to get into potentially costly and lengthy litigation is what's new. Um, state versus state battles go to the U.S. Supreme Court as the court of first instance. So um, that's absolutely correct. If the if the red states and, and really we have we have two of them, but Wyoming is, is kind of the tip of the spear here is saying that Colorado uh, has a legal obligation to buy its coal, that would be a very interesting argument that um, might not hold water. But they are actually making a Commerce Clause argument here. Uh, they're saying that uh, Colorado is, uh, is targeting uh, a state industry, which uh, Colorado actually cannot do. So it'll be interesting to see how this, how this plays out. If, if Colorado passes uh, a renewable energy portfolio or renewable energy standard, and then also requires its utilities uh, to, to have renewables and to get out of coal, um, it could actually cause you know, very specific coal uh, plants to have to shut down. There's, there's one near Wheatland, Wyoming, Laramie River Station, uh, that is saying it's probably going to have to stop operating um, because of the, um, the renewable portfolio standard in, in Colorado. So, um, yeah, these these battles are going across lines, and they actually are uh, causing winners and losers. Yeah, and I mean I, that's a really great way of explaining it because I knew that I, you know, just by saying like, "Oh, you have to buy our coal," and that's the whole argument. I knew that was a little too reductive, so that it's interesting that it's more it's a little more uh, nuanced than that. But some of the rhetoric that's been coming from these uh, red state governors and and red state politicians has been. Pretty inflammatory. Um, the one that you quoted was uh, Montana Governor Greg Gianforte, who called out woke, overzealous regulators. Um, you know, is this is this all politics? Is this just really all just sort of, uh, um, you know, political in nature? Yeah, that's a great question. I think a lot of it is politics. Um, one, of the, one of the sources I spoke to in this story was looking at the bill in Wyoming, which gives the governor $1.2 million to sue other states uh, over this coal battle, um, actually said that it became sort of a, a litmus test for Republican lawmakers to say, hey, we're in coal's category, we're on the side of coal. Um, but, you know, there's a real, uh, there's some real pain going on in Wyoming in particular, and also in Montana. Uh, the Powder River Basin is the is the largest coal producing region in the United States. It straddles Wyoming and Montana. Most of it is Wyoming. Uh, Wyoming produces more coal than the next six states combined. It produces 40 percent of the nation's coal. It, its markets are drying up as uh, as more stations switch to natural gas. It's trying to get to markets uh, abroad in, in Asia, uh, China and India. It can't get there without going through coal terminals, which tend to here again, be on the blue coastal states. That is another factor that we didn't talk about, which is that it's not just that Wyoming wants these blue states to buy its coal and to buy its coal-fired power. It also wants these uh, blue states, specifically Washington, to help it export coal. And that is something that Washington, with its governor, Jay Inslee, uh, who's very out front on the environmental issues, not willing to do. Correct. Yes. Washington has actually ordered its its utilities to get out of coal. 
Uh, they have to be out of it. I think it's by 2025 uh, and have zero coal. California is also trying to get to zero coal. Uh, Nevada is, interestingly. Uh, so you're absolutely right. Uh, Wyoming and Montana, the Powder River Basin coal, literally cannot reach these markets without going through coal terminals, which do not at this time exist. And that actually gave rise to the very the very first uh, big lawsuit, the first shot fired in, in this battle. Uh, it was Wyoming and Montana versus Washington. The case is now pending before the U.S. Supreme Court. It's probably not going to go anywhere because this is the reality of coal. The company, Lighthouse Resources, that was going to build that terminal actually had to file for bankruptcy. Uh, the Solicitor General is suggesting that um, there has to be some kind of potential for relief. And since... If, uh, if uh, Montana and Wyoming were to win that case, there's no company to actually build the terminal, uh, they, then the case may not actually be going anywhere. So that kind of gives credence to this idea that it's really about uh, politicians trying to stand by uh, their industries, their coal towns, their workers, uh, their, their economy, which, is, which has been important for them for so long. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. You need a company with extensive experience in specialized insurance. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and helping provide coverage that suits your needs. The Hartford offers insurance solutions that help mid to large sized businesses like yours effectively manage risk from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. With extensive experience in underwriting, risk engineering services, and claims, the Hartford goes beyond the expected to deliver innovative, customizable solutions and service that your industry, that your business demands. At the Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how the Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. So we've got this battle between red states and blue states, red politicians and blue politicians. Uh, but let's talk about who's caught in the middle. Who's caught in the middle are the uh, power companies, the utilities in the western states. They want to uh, go renewable. In some cases, they are legally required to go renewable. But now they don't know if they can. What do they do here? Yeah, that's absolutely correct. The the uh, power companies out here tend to be multi-state entities. They sprawl across the entire region. Uh, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, is Pacific Core. Um, it does uh, business in um, the Intermountain West as Rocky Mountain Power. And it is literally being told by a handful of states, get out of coal. And a couple other states, stay in coal. Uh, the, the governor of Wyoming received uh, Pacific Corps' um, energy plan uh, a few years ago, I think it was 2019, and said, I'm going to launch an investigation uh, of this, of this uh, plan because it doesn't have enough coal. Uh, and meanwhile, Washington and Oregon and California, et cetera, are breathing down Pacific Corps' back saying, you know, you, you absolutely have to get away from coal. So it, it's a real uh, difficult walk to walk uh, for these companies. But they are making big investments in renewables. So a lot of this, David, is, is the policy of the states, but much of it is the direction that the market is going. Um, and to a certain degree, some of this is inevitable 
uh, states like Wyoming with this uh, lawsuit uh, funding are probably trying to stave off the inevitable. And they might buy a little bit of time uh, and keep the lights on at the coal mines and save a few jobs in the short term. But uh, it's kind of hard to ignore the reality that is coming. That's interesting. So it's not just, um, you know, that these power companies are going renewable because they want to comply with the the mandates. It's that that this is this really is where the market is heading. That's absolutely correct. Yeah, there's no question about that. Uh, it's not just those states. We see this everywhere. There's a, a greater desire to go into renewables. Now, uh, to speak to the other side of that, um, there is something to be said about making a, uh, a just transition away from coal uh, into these new forms of energy. And, and some of the states are, are advancing some of those things as well. Uh, Colorado is getting into a little bit of a fight with Wyoming over its, uh, its push for renewables, uh, for sure. But it's also a state that has uh, put some real money into uh, transitioning workers uh, who maybe in towns like uh, Somerset, Paonia, Hotchkiss, and these are places where they've really been hit hard economically by uh, market forces and by changes in policy. Yeah, I remember that was one of the big, big fights during the Obama administration. The big criticism was that, you know, even if the country has to get rid of coal, it has to go toward renewables. There must be a better way to do that for the people whose lives and livelihoods depend on the, the coal industry. So it sounds like that's maybe something that some blue states or maybe even the Biden administration maybe learn their lesson there a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, one of the one of the real problems is that coal jobs have traditionally paid very well. Uh, I spoke with an attorney uh, while doing this story who was uh, taking the side of the coal towns and, and coal workers and saying, you know, you often hear from I'm not going to say woke legislators, but more of the blue legislators saying, well, why don't they take up coding? You always hear about coding as, as a way to transition from coal. But, you know, in some in some ways, that's not terribly sensitive to to the real economic realities that these folks face. There's uh, the jobs in renewables pay about 20 percent less uh, than the jobs in coal and other fossil fuel industries like uh, fracking and drilling for natural gas. So we have a real problem on our hands in the Western region. Uh, but by the same token, um, the modern world is here and change is coming. Uh, all right, Trip. Well, thank you so much uh, for talking with us. Trip uh, Baltz is a uh, correspondent in Denver, Colorado. Thanks again. Thank you. That's it for today's episode of Parts Per Billion. If you want more environmental news, check us out on Twitter. We use a pretty easy to remember handle. It's at environment, just that at environment, nothing else. I'm at David B. Schultz. That's B as in BTU. Uh, today's Parts Per Billion was produced by myself, David Schultz. Parts Per Billion was created by Jessica Coombs and Rachel Daigle. And our executive producer is Josh Block. Thanks, everyone, for listening. See you in two weeks. For our next season of Uncommon Law, we're looking at the regulatory future of big tech. The giants need to be broken up. Facebook, Google, all of them. Is big tech impinging on your right to free speech? They've had unchecked power to censor, restrict, edit, shape, hide, alter. Misinformation, disinformation. It's like a big Venn diagram. We do not want to become the arbiters of truth. We're calling this series Unchecked. Just search for Uncommon Law wherever you get your podcasts. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business. 
from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.